red carpet and hang with the stars. Going upstream with Breitbart and Melissa Calloway Show. Talk 94.5. Oh, looky here. We got Jerome Hudson. Hi. Oh, hi. Scared me. Oh, Dick. Nick, I'm sorry. <laughs> What'd you call me? Did you just call me Dick? <laughs> no. Yeah, you, you told did. Me not to, you told me not to talk too loudly in these China slave-made headphones. <laughs> and the first thing I did was scream hi. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you just blew up my ear. And my name but... is Nick with an N. <laughs> not Dick with a D. I'm... I am a public orator, and some people would say a great one. Enunciation is very important. Hey, your mom and family don't count. <laughs> Liz, you have an exceptional call screener in Nick. After he yelled at me for over-modulating, he did sincerely ask me how it's like. Oh, that's so funny. I know. I know. <laughs> all right, Jerome, what do you want to share with us? I, you know, first of all, we... Hey, hey you two talk amongst yourselves. I got to go run somewhere for the queen. I'll be okay, back. Okay, thank you. Um, so I wanted to talk to you about um, 9-11. Uh, just curiosity. I mean, we... Mm-hmm. we um, where were you during 9-11? We, we dedicate every, uh, every September 11th, we dedicate the whole show um, on that topic because we feel that, you know, we should never forget. Um, and I was just wondering your thoughts on it and, and how it's been handled, uh, especially in Hollywood. But um, what did, where were you on 9-11? Uh, it was second period English class. Um, and I remember that the, the class was just getting started. And for some reason, um, to the class, our teacher sort of rolled out what was uh, a, a, a tube TV and turned it on the local news. Not sure how we had cable or if it was satellite or whatever, but I just remember there being disarray um, and it was still the beginning of the school year, so that wasn't abnormal. What was abnormal was just how distraught my veteran teacher was. Mm. And I remember paying attention to the TV, and I was just like, is this a movie? Is this a commercial for a movie? Right, right. And it was just very surreal, and the, the, the sort of the angst and the anxiety only ratcheted up. Mm-hmm. Because in a classroom full of 14-year-olds at 9 a.m., um, at the beginning of the school year, I mean, that's usually when a teacher like mine, who's been teaching for years, is the most poised, the most calm mm-hmm. and in command. Yeah. And she was nothing of the sort. She yeah. ran out screaming, come to find out. Ms. Johnson's uh, younger brother was in the Marine. Um, oh. And she did, the, she did the mathematics very quickly mm. when I think she realized that what we were watching on TV was, in fact, not the Hollywood an, production, an which was of one war. of the most horrific attacks. Mm-hmm. on this country yeah um where where were you what state or were you in florida or somewhere born else? and raised in savannah georgia and so i was yeah ninth grade savannah high school okay. pretty average student but that didn't stop me from excelling and basically not really going to class because <laughs> i did all my work just so i could do the morning announcements and then run errands for the uh principal there you go see there's a motivator for everybody exactly um all right so um i did see that uh, on the cover of the breitbart entertainment page there is um chris pratt the actor yeah 
planting the last flag for innocent lives lost. Um, do we have any indication as to why it, he felt it was important for him to be at such an event? Did he have a, con- I mean, this a is, connection? This is a man who is sort of an anomaly. Chris Pratt stood on uh, the you know Viewer's Choice Award stage and, <laughs> and given out sort of a numeric list of the most important things that the young audience in the crowd and watching on TV should, mm-hmm. should keep first and foremost, yeah. namely Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. He wears his faith in Christ on his sleeve, and he wears his patriotism on his sleeve. Uh, as the many viral videos of this young son saying the Pledge of Allegiance on Independence Day. And so this wasn't exactly surprising to Chris Pratt. I think the thing that is even less surprising is just mm-hmm. how many prominent Hollywood celebrities I mean, at least they don't publicly show uh, in times where the entire country is mourning and remembering um, that hollow day. Um, he, he's one of a handful, sadly, that that shows up. Like, I don't think Chris Pratt wanted to go to Pepperdine University in Malibu, California, where this ceremony was happening. But the press was there. And, it, you know, he just, <laughs> he does these things. And not always is he setting up the camera himself. I mean, it's a good thing we wanted to um, promote it. Patricia Heaton, another conservative in Hollywood, has had a famed career. Um, she actually put out a, a, a minute and a half video, Liz, in which she said that it, it's actually shameful for all the people who were mass murdered on September 11, 2001, for the country to just be as divided maybe as it's been in decades. When on September 12th, which is a, a date that I have tattooed on my chest because it is my mom and my sister's birthday. But mm. you asked me about where I was on September 11th. I will never forget September 12, 2001, because it was the opposite of what Patricia Heaton was saying. The country, I mean, there were, obviously mm-hmm. there were some angst in some neighborhoods, particularly around New York City and other, other uh, municipalities. But for the most part, Liz, and I know I don't have to tell you this, this country was as close and as in harmony, maybe, as it had ever been. Maybe since uh, Lincoln led the uh, the army to beat the slave-holding Democrats after the Civil War. Mm. Yeah. You know... Gotta uh, remind people. Yeah. Uh, Never forget that. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Slavery party. Um, I was I was just looking at um, the article regarding Rob Reiner, who's the gift that just keeps on giving. <laughs> yeah. Um, he was talking. If he had his way, we'd be we'd be memorializing the United States Constitution and our democratic republic as we know it. But I'll, I'll let you lay it out. <laughs> um, it says here, uh, democracy can only survive if Trump is convicted and no third pa- party. <laughs> candidates allowed i mean rob reiner mm. is always the meathead that says the um yeah. the the mm. you know the quiet part out loud right um what is he, what is he hoping to accomplish with this i mean it do you really feel like people are actually going to listen to that yeah that i couldn't even get through you reading the sentence yeah exactly without laughing because See, I don't think the irony, which is the part that made me laugh, is lost on Rob Reiner. To your question, 
I'm so sad for the people who enjoy his work. And I mean, Princess Bride sort of comes to mind first. <laughs> yeah. The guy, I just thought it was a, it's just classic cinema. He's, he's, Rob Ryan is a, first of all, he's very well off. And so I, I don't think barring sort of a, a, another country storming the United States, Rob Reiner has much of anything to worry about in life. Uh, but he can't, he can't escape his, his rage and his anxiety yeah. for Donald Trump. Um, yeah. And it's the people who are fans of Rob Reiner's work who would then sort of lend him undue and uh, unearned credence and legitimacy to the absolute evil crap that he tweets. I mean, if again, if Rob Reiner had his way, I mean, Donald Trump would be locked up in jail with, without yeah. actually being convicted, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Just to spin jurisprudence completely and then just sue all of the other candidates who are getting good looks from a large portion of the Democratic Party, which is basically because seven in ten of them don't want Joe Biden to run for re-election, mm-hmm. probably because they don't trust his mental acuity. Uh, and probably also because they don't know exactly how corrupt and how much illegality he participated in with his son making deals with the worst mass-murdering regimes on the planet, all to self-enrich Biden family. Mm. How come that doesn't bother someone like Rob Reiner? How do they justify what they're saying? Trump's got to be convicted of what? You know, it's just pure political uh, 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 energy. That's all you, you, it's like there are, there are investigations into Joe Biden. Like we, we know that there are dozens of offshore accounts Mm -hmm. that, that money was just being poured into millions of dollars. Like we don't actually know anything Mm -hmm. of, in terms of illegality uh, over Donald Trump. See, none of that would actually matter to Rob Ryan. He, he just, Trump is evil, and that's it. Like, right. it doesn't matter. Like, Joe Biden could literally be caught, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. you know, doing, doing anything. I'll just keep it PG here. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's, you know, Rob Reiner is just a smart guy, but, you know, politics just, it's just it is it is like the derangement, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I don't, as a person who is a full time caretaker of a, of, a, of a horrifically amazing woman mm-hmm. who gave me birth and, and a great life, I <laughs> yeah. don't mean to make light of mental illness. But <laughs> I mean, Rob Ryan is a smart guy. He can put two and two together. It's not an accident yeah. that right. an overwhelming majority of the country and Democrats don't want Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and an overwhelming majority of Republicans, and, and, and at least fifty-two percent of Americans, when polled, would like to see Donald Trump back in the White House. Mm-hmm. I have to ask you, switching gears, because we didn't we didn't actually get to this um, story about Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis uh, about how they wrote a character letter for Danny Masterson. Now. He was convicted of rape, and he, I mean, he has been, what, 30 years to life for raping two women. Um, there was, there's been some question about 
even the evidence. I, I don't even know if, uh, you know, that the whole basis on the case there. But so Kutcher and Kunis actually wrote letters um, to support their friend. They didn't say he didn't do it. They, you know, they were just giving a character like this is what he was like for 25 years to try and lessen maybe the sentence. Um, and, yeah. you know, so uh, they were beaten up badly. Well, they have, for their part, supported survivors. They they all work together on that '70s show. That's the connection for people who don't That's know. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Uh, Ashley Kutcher, Mila Kunis, uh, Alfred Grace, whose wife did not write the sort of letters to a judge. Because the judge usually decides uh, sentencing. I mean, you have a case in which Danny Masterson was actually accused by an ex-girlfriend, a third woman, of sexual assault, but he stood his accusers in court, two women, uh, who testified the gruesome details of what they say Danny Masterson did to them, mm. raping them. Um, you know, usually you don't, you don't see a defendant facing two uh, accusers at once. Usually those, those cases are, are, are brought separately. But anyway, I mean, it, it sort of boils down to what they are saying that he did in his word against theirs. The truth of the matter is, is that I've had this conversation. I just had this conversation yesterday. Like, I don't necessarily blame Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis for trying to support a man that they've known to be a good man, Mm -hmm. a role model, high character as they wrote for decades. But I, I, I told a colleague, I said, look, it would be hard to nearly impossible for me to have a conversation with you, if not one, not two, but three women came out yeah. and accused you of yeah. rape. Right. I said, it would be hard for you to have that conversation with me, let alone go through the legal process. And so, you know, I, it just, you know, of, of like a few stories that we didn't get to, Hollywood has absolutely no credibility mm-hmm. to pick candidates, push policies, but yet they will do it, ladies and gentlemen, in about 12 months. Okay, I want you to remember same industry, not yeah. unlike many industries, but they, they 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 have character issues, but it doesn't stop them from being evil bastards. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Jerome Hudson. We appreciate your time, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Always a pleasure. Have a good day, Dick. Thanks. It's Nick with an N. <laughs> oh, Jerk. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. That's what I said. All right, we'll talk to you next week. Jerome Hudson from Breitbart. Um, He is, by the way, if you didn't already know, he's got a couple of books out. The author of 50 Things They Don't Want You to Know and 50 Things They Don't Want You to Know About Trump. Thanks so much, Jerome. We'll talk to you next week. 